0: I'm learning history in Cleveland, Tennessee. Oh, Society, Five Points Museum.
1: Welcome to the Curious Curators podcast. Today we'll be talking about moonshine and some of the local legends that made it. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Curious Curators. I'm Hope. And I'm Lindsay. And today we are going to talk about moonshine. Um, That actually goes with the exhibit that we have up right now. Um, by the time this comes out, it'll be open to the public that Lindsay just set up. Yes, CSI Cleveland Moonshine and Crimes. Yes, so if you're in the area, you should check it out because it's really good. Um, Thank you. And we
0: feature prominently. <laughs> we do, we do. There is a mystery to be solved during it using forensic science and things like that. So so that's a lot of fun.
1: It's actually really cool. But we're talking about Moonshine because, I mean, it. It fits in with the exhibit, and it fits in with the area. Like Yes, absolutely. And moonshine is basically very high-proof liquor that is distilled illegally. Yes. So clearly moonshine
0: is not legal. Yeah, like we, well, we talked about in our uh, Appalachian Traditions one that a stereotype is that everybody in Appalachia is moonshiners.
1: Yes, that is very much a stereotype. Um, and I know that, like... You can buy a lot of products on the market today that are called moonshine. but um, the They're moon, not moonshine? Yeah. The moonshine that we're referring to is illegal alcohol
0: that was made illegally. The definition of moonshine is illegally made. Yeah, exactly. So exactly. if you're buying it in a store or at a distillery, it's technically not moonshine. Yeah.
1: So it might taste like moonshine. Um, I think most places actually make it taste um, better. Oh yeah. Yeah, so now you can get like crazy flavors and everything else. Last year we had Dalton Distillery here and they have like a version of moonshine. Um that's like watermelon flavored and caramel flavored and it's great. But the peak of moonshine in America was
0: prohibition. Yes. Nineteen twenty to nineteen thirty three, the prohibition of alcohol yes. was active in the US. It was Tough times. The, the 18th amendment to the US Constitution, the only amendment that was ever repealed by another amendment to the Constitution. <laughs> right. It's really hard to get amendments on and off the Constitution.
1: But um that's another podcast. <laughs> yes. But I actually found out that the term moonshine was first used talking about like illegal alcohol in 1788. Okay. So it's actually like quite um
0: quite an old tradition.
1: Yeah. And apparently the reason it's called Moonshine is because it's made at night. Okay. So you can't see the smoke
0: from um,
1: stills. And one of the reasons that Appalachia was such a big part of that is because of all the rural communities. And there were, like, back roads so you could avoid, like,
0: revenue officers. Yeah, absolutely. So it was, it was also because um, it was much more lucrative to turn corn into alcohol rather than just carrying, it's, you carry all of this alcohol with you, it's much more lucrative than just carrying a bunch of corn with you. That's very true. And I actually learned this um,
1: at the Jack Daniels distillery, but okay. do you know how they could often tell when you were making moonshine in the area? How? The trees turned black from oh. the smoke from the stills. Yeah, so I thought that was really interesting. All right. I I don't know that I'm, like, observant enough to have ever noticed something like that, but...
0: Yeah, I actually watched a documentary of uh, Popcorn Sutton making uh, moonshine. Popcorn. Popcorn. Our hero. Our hero because (laughs) of what he said about his cats. See, in the documentary, he said there are four things you can't mess with. My old lady, my Ford, my liquor, and my cats. I have six. Actual king. And one of them eats off of my dinner plate. (laughs) That sounds like my parents. And she sleeps on my arm. Aww. I was like, actually, yes. I love
1: him. I quite liked him. I was reading a book about him that we have have here, and I thought he was, like, kind of cool anyway. Like, he was, like, real extra. Yeah. Because he lived in Maggie Valley, North Carolina, which is probably two and a half hours from us. Yeah. It's not far. It's kind of up in the mountains. Um. I've been to Maggie Valley once, but not when Popcorn Sutton was around, but apparently he used to like sit in the bed of his truck and he would have this um, like portable still that he brought with him and he would charge people to take pictures with him. (laughs) And I was like, well, I would have, I probably would have paid to do that. Oh yeah, absolutely. And apparently he owned an antique store as well. So like right
0: on yeah he um he was certainly an interesting character. I couldn't directly quote him because he curses mm-hmm. so much. yes, he does um, that whole book was like I was like, yeah this would we would have to censor that same so with the much. documentary. if they had actually censored the documentary, it would be nothing but beeps the yeah. entire way through. Um, we are um, not allowed to do that, so yeah, we're trying to be careful um. I know we've cursed with direct quotes before, but, I mean, this is every other word. Yeah, his direct quotes were a little bit... Strong. Yeah, definitely. But I
1: still, like, quite, like... I quite like him. Like, for whatever reason, I quite like him. He seemed cool.
0: Yeah, um, his documentary, I think it's called... Um, there are a couple documentaries about him, but this one that I watched was uh, This is the Last Bottle of Liquor I'll Ever Make. Hmm. Um and this was I found it on youtube actually mm. um but he he died in two thousand and twelve before um his prison sentence, so he was the i believe it was the a t f raided him um, and found barrels of liquor, like fifty barrels of liquor, or something on his property that was made illegally, so he was going to go to jail. he was convicted. He was going to go to a jail sentence. Um, he actually ended up committing suicide, I think, by carbon monoxide poisoning in his truck.
1: That's so sad because he was quite old as well. Um, and it makes you think of, like, other times that, like, people who are quite famous and quite old have, like, gotten off charges that, like, we would go to jail for.
0: But Well, and when you watch the documentary, it's actually very sad and bittersweet because a lot of times in it, you know, he says, well, this is the last one I'm ever going to make. And, um... He just—he keeps making references that kind of hint towards this future that he's going to have.
1: Oh, that's so sad. I'm glad I didn't watch that documentary because I'm a softie. <laughs> I've been upset.
0: Um, you know, so it was it was just a, an interesting watch watch, um, and to watch his process as well. And that's—and he says that several times throughout the documentary is that he's doing this so young people can— yeah know about it and can learn how it's made because nobody, nobody wants to work hard anymore.
1: I did see, okay, so I did some research on him and I found a recipe for moonshine that he had, which is like actually super simple. So you put moonshine in a pot on the stove and you heat it up and you add apple juice, cinnamon, ginger, and honey. It's meant to taste like apple pie. I think that does sound good too. And what are you supposed to say when you try someone's moonshine?
0: Mm Mm-mm, good. (laughs) That it's smooth. Okay. (laughs) I'm not sure I've ever tried moonshine, but I've been like, smooth. I think I would get killed by a moonshiner because I wouldn't know
1: what to say. Same. I did see this that I thought was kind of cool, though. Um, Hank Williams Jr. was at his memorial service. I know, not the greatest role model. But then he collaborated with, I I guess, his wife or his daughter to make Popcorn Sutton's Tennessee White Whiskey. Oh, okay. And now there's a popcorn sentence distillery as well. This podcast is a production of the Alderman Group and the Museum Center at Five Points. Be sure to check out all our upcoming events on our website at museumcenter.org. That's museumcenter.org. Let's continue with the show.
0: So. That just seems counterintuitive to what he did. Yeah. But his name at least lives on
1: with that because I didn't Well, really who's going
0: to forget popcorn true
1: but back to me I guess we can talk about a little bit of moonshine um so I was curious about like what if you just like have like the equipment to bake moonshine in your house um and apparently according to distillate.com it's illegal in the state of Tennessee at least to own a still for the purpose of distilling moonshine Or, like, intoxicating liquor is what it says. Okay. But, like, it's not actually illegal to have a still. But if you do get caught having a still for making moonshine, it's a class B misdemeanor. Okay. So that's not even, I mean, that's not even that bad, you know? And if you are making or manufacturing intoxicating beverages, it's only a class A misdemeanor.
0: Yeah, so people today make uh, moonshine, though, to avoid taxes. True. So it used to be during Prohibition it was because it was illegal to have liquor. But now, you know, people actually create moonshine to avoid taxing on the liquor. So, um, and, and that was after as well. I don't think it happens as much these days. But after Prohibition was repealed, people still did it. Because they are trying to avoid the taxes on the liquor. Okay. Um,
1: I just had like a thought. Yes. Do you think Uncle Jesse from The Dukes of Hazard is based on Popcorn Sutton? No. 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 I don't think so. Okay. Continue. Um.
0: So it's uh, it's just an interesting thing um, because moonshine is only illegal or. Liquor is only legal if it's not in, like, a government-registered still. Right. And you Because can have, of taxes, because they want to collect taxes on yeah, it. Yeah.
1: Like, I was looking at Legal Beagle. I was, like, really looking at all the laws. That's such a cute name. 10 out of 10 naming. But you can't transport or possess more than five gallons of untaxed alcohol. So... Well, like, I mean, I'm set. Right? Like, who could drink five gallons of anything... <laughs> But, so I guess if you... At had, a time? Yeah, at a time. Oh, well. So, right, you could literally always be set. Yeah. And if you're not selling it, you're gifting it or something. Yeah. Like, I i mean, not that we're trying to say, like, move around the laws, but, like, the laws leave a lot of... Room. Yeah, this is
0: not a how-to for how to become a moonshiner. It's I just, just... They leave a lot of room for <laughs> interpretation, I feel yeah.
1: like. Like, or a lot of, like
0: loopholes yes absolutely that's not a very tight
1: law no and I guess it could definitely be different in other states well th- this is federal but in other states the laws might be stricter but okay but also if what if you just made your own moonshine and put it in like a Jack Daniels bottle or something like you know like who's gonna know like it not like I said not that this is a how-to but I was just curious kind of sounds
0: like a how-to it really well, <laughs> you gave a recipe earlier don't don't take our advice. Don't take our advice ever, ever.
1: But what about moonshine's connection to something that we still know about today?
0: You mean NASCAR? I do. I don't watch. I'm gonna. I do not watch NASCAR. I don't either. But um, moonshine. So NASCAR kind of originated from moonshining and bootlegging because. You basically had the rum runners, is what I call them. Yeah, rum runners. Pretty sure they had other names, but the drivers who would transport the illegal liquor, outrunning the cops. Yeah, and
1: like that, they had to learn how to drive fast. They had to soup up their cars. Yep. It you know it became like such a thing. I read somewhere that there was something called a bootleg turn this was SmithsonianMag.org. okay and it was a quick turn in a controlled skid that you would like so cops couldn't follow you because they couldn't do it too so they could like maybe wreck or maybe it was just to play games with them which i was like okay that's fine i mean also i can't picture it but their cars were probably not automatic so yeah that's also very true um and with our automatic cars you can't do things like that no
0: But, I mean, essentially, after uh, Prohibition ended, the need for all of these bootleggers and run-runners went away.
1: Yeah, and then they they had already learned how to soup up their cars, how to make them lighter, faster, bigger engines, better shocks and springs, whatever. So you have, like, people like mechanics, because, you know, some drivers can't do things like that. Then you have the drivers themselves... Um, people that own cars that they let other people drive. Like it was, it ended up being a huge enterprise.
0: Yeah. And what do you do with this industry that you've created around a law that is now repealed? Yeah. So do you go find other works? Some of them did, but some of them, you have this souped up car, you have the training, you have the skill. And probably I would assume that if that's what you're doing, you have to
1: enjoy that. You can't be like, Oh, I gotta get back in the car. Like (laughs) it's gotta be something that you probably enjoy. Um, so in 1947, a guy called Big Bill France
0: what a name that I would imagine that Big Bill France was a person who was involved with this <laughs> I would too um, but they he met with like those
1: mechanics owners drivers whatever and they set up standardized rules because they had been racing anyway
0: yes they started racing um, after prohibition ended
1: yeah so they set up rules and the first, Official race was held in 1948. So NASCAR actually means, I never knew this, National Associat- Association, I can't even talk, for stock car auto racing. I didn't know that. Okay. Every I day. didn't
0: know that either, but neither of us are into uh, NASCAR, so it's, why when would, would we, we have, have learned that, picked up on that? Exactly. <laughs>
1: But I thought that, I kind of think that's cool anyway, that you turn, like, your criminal enterprise into something that makes, I mean, I I can't even warrant a guess at how much money um, a NASCAR driver makes. Very resourceful. Uh, very, and, like, good old Big Bill over here was like, we're going to keep making money. Yeah. Because, I mean, you have to think, like, you have to buy tickets to races now. Yep. Um, and I doubt that they're cheap. I mean, I could be wrong.
0: I Don't know. I've never
1: tried to buy one. Should have looked that up before this. Um, But also, like, those drivers get, like, the sponsors and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, now it's a multi-billion dollar enterprise. Yes. That came from. Bootleggers and rum runners.
0: So I kind of like it. I like that
1: ingeniousness
0: that they have. Yeah, I really enjoyed uh, learning about that part of history and that connection because it makes sense. It does. But you never would have guessed
1: it. Yeah, I would. that's not something I would have ever thought of. Like, to do that or that
0: these two things were related that way. Yeah, absolutely. But
1: I, you know, those moonshineers are smarter than we give them credit for. <laughs> they really are.
0: Oh, no, they are ingenious. I was watching that Popcorn, Popcorn Sutton documentary, and, um, you know, he was selecting where to place his stills. So I thought stills were in one single place it because I'm picturing distilleries yes. but no you have to have a fresh water source okay and he was determining which fresh water source was the best by the plants that were nearby and the um, the running water it was it was very interesting because he he kept Testing, like he tested three different places, I think, before he actually selected the place to set up his still. And they they had all kinds of parts that they had to put together yeah. in order to create this uh, liquor. I guess the water will affect
1: the taste later. Yes, that's that is very
0: smart. Well, and he was he was also giving all sorts of advice as well on how to select the correct water. If you see this plant that that means this water will make good liquor um and that sort of thing which was extremely interesting that is really interesting Hmm. i guess we're probably out of time for today yeah i think we're out of time even though we could probably talk about moonshine for quite a while i think yeah
1: maybe part two is in our future yeah (laughs) unless the recording messes up again and then they're all cursed but all right well i hope you guys enjoyed it we'll see you next week yep see you next time guys Bye. bye Be sure to join us next time as we talk all things history and tell the story of the Ekohi region.
0: I'm learning history in Cleveland, Tennessee. Okohi Society, Five Points Museum. I'm telling the story of our history, We're coming to get the rest community. I'm learning history in Cleveland, Tennessee. Old oh, Society, Five Points Museum. Telling the story of our history. Coming to get the rest community. I'm learning history, Five Points Museum.